0: Welcome back, everyone, to the season one off-season finale episode of the Off the Bench podcast. With me today, again, his and Andy are here. We're going to kind of dive into the conference predictions that we have um, for each side, east and west. We're going to go through the standings, talk about who we have in the top six. We're going to talk about our play-in predictions and maybe point out a few teams that may miss the playoffs on each of our standings. Um, I know I certainly have some hot takes, uh, but I'm interested to hear your guys' as well. Just a couple quick housekeeping um, subjects real quick. Today, the Brooklyn Nets waived Darius Baisley, uh, somebody they picked up in the offseason on a very minimum deal. Um, he's bounced around. I think he was with the Thunder for a while, and then he was with the Suns. But the the Nets have waived him, and we'll see what happens next with him. Also, the Bucks assistant coach, Terry Stotts, former head coach of Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers, uh, for several years has stepped down as an assistant coach in milwaukee um it was very out of the blue this afternoon we assume that you know it could be personally related uh but anyway we wish him the best and we hope that you know anything that's going on there gets figured out um but without further ado jesus or andy first i'm gonna let you go ahead and take over go through your western conference top six for me
1: yeah um, starting out at the top the defending and reigning champions denver then it's the kings for me which is I think a hot take. Then it's Memphis, LA Lakers, um, Golden State, and then Phoenix to round it off. Phoenix at six, really? Yep. Yeah. Dang. All right, Jesus, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I got The Nuggets, number one. Number two, I got the Suns. Number three, the Kings. Number four, the Warriors. Number five, the Lakers, and number six, the Grizzlies.
0: Okay, so you both have the the Grizzlies in your top six. I actually do not. I had them as high as three when I was making this, and the longer I thought about it, I think those twenty five games without Ja, those could be a little harmful for them. So I have. Yeah,
2: that's why I had them at
0: six. Six and Berman, where'd you have them? Five. Number three. Three. Yeah. Three. Wow. Okay. Okay. I think they got something to prove. Hey, they definitely do. I don't. I don't blame you there. I have Phoenix at one. I think they're going to be a better regular season team than Denver. And then I have Denver at two, Golden State at three. I think Golden State is due for a bounce back um, by their standards, at least certainly second round. You know they were the sixty last year. That's just not up to their standards, even though it was a good season. At four, I have the the Kings. They're going to have a similar year. but They're going to take a slight setback. We got the Lakers at five and at six boys i had the minnesota timberwolves led by anthony hmm. edwards in a breakout season so we all have we all have the the same five and then instead of the grizzlies i have the timberwolves so none of us have the clippers you know the thunder pelicans making the top six so i think that is definitely something that you know stands out a little bit certainly after the clippers made the top six last year got the five seed probably could have been higher uh, Andy, go ahead and give us your play in for the West, and give us not just the play in standings, but tell us how you think it's going to play out. Like who's going to win the seven
1: seed game and the eight seed game? Okay, so so my the other four teams that make the play in for me are um, seventh is Minnesota, eight OKC Thunder, nines Mavericks, and then the Pelicans. So a big miss here is the Clippers. I don't have the Clippers making the playoffs or even the play in. Which is a big take. I think Minnesota wins their matchup with o- OKC, and then I think I think actually Dallas and the Pelicans don't make the playoffs. It's going to be Minnesota and OKC for me in the playoffs.
0: Wow, no Clippers,
2: no, no Clippers. Clippers.
0: That is something, man. As yeah. as veteran-led
1: and as successful as they've been, man, no Clippers. That that's wild, but I don't hate it.
2: And yeah, the
1: injuries. The injuries made me do that. They're always injured or have something nagging.
2: And at I least feel they got like, rid of Batum.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: they've got. Andy's got two teams in the play-in that I don't have in the play-in. I don't have them making the top ten. So, mm. Jesus, go ahead first, and then I'm gonna get mine.
2: Oh, uh, I got the the Wolves at seven, the OKC at eight, the Clips at nine, and then, um. It was either the Pelicans or the Houston Rockets at ten, but I'm gonna go with the Rockets at ten.
0: The Rockets, we got some Houston Rockets love. It's not just me. Have I talked you into it?
2: I see. I see the potential. Not gonna lie. Definitely, Look, they're gonna the be well coached.
0: They're gonna have a good identity. Uh, veteran leaderships there this year, and I think Jabari Smith and, and Jalen Green are both due for a breakout season. So uh, I'm with you there. I also have the Rockets at ten. Um, Jesus. Before I move on, who do you have getting the seven seed and the eight seed after the play-in tournament?
2: Uh, probably, um, definitely the Wolves, and then it's either going to be OKC or the Rockets. So, it just depends. We'll have to Got see. You.
0: I think the Thunder an interesting team, but as much love hey, as shake it's. Great. I feel like they could be overrated this year. They may disappoint a lot of people. Nonetheless, I'm
2: not I, going too high on them yet. I just got I mean, to see first. It's hard to say that you're too high
0: on them. Like, play-in is where they were last year, and they were one game away from getting the 8 seed, but they didn't look very good against the Timberwolves, who got dismantled by both the Lakers and the Nuggets, um, respectively, in their early rounds of the playoffs. But I do have them at 9. I have the Grizzlies at 7, the Clippers at 8. The Thunder at 9 and the Rockets at 10. I have the Grizzlies winning that 7-seed matchup. And I have the Thunder going from the nine ten game to beating the Clippers for the 8-seed. And we're going to get a Shea and Devin Booker first round there. Now, I don't just have Dallas missing the playoffs. I also have New Orleans missing. I think New Orleans is in a lot of trouble this year. You know, we already talk about Zion not being able to stay healthy, but... Already, they had Trey Murphy set the miss several weeks. Um, I think he had a torn meniscus, potentially. I can't remember if that's exactly what it was. Some sort of uh, severe knee injury. Jose Alvarado's out. They've got Larry Nance Jr. out, and Najee Marshall off the bench is also battling injuries. So for a team whose stars are extremely injury-prone, their entire bench already is almost depleted. So I think they're going to be battling that a lot this year. And I don't know. They, they just didn't make any changes – other than drafting drafting Jordan Hawkins, um, and shooting was a major need for them, which I, I just don't think they addressed a ton outside of that pick. I certainly don't think he's going to play a lot, but I do have them missing it. I have them at le- at eleven, if it's any consolation to Pelicans fans. But you know, I think it's uh, Brandon Ingram. You know, he's going to have a a worse year than he did last year. Um, and this team, I just think this team's going to struggle. As for the Mavericks, the Mavericks, you guys know I'm not high on. Grant Williams being their third best player, the redundant backcourt of Luka and Kyrie, neither of them playing defense. I'm just not a big fan. I don't think it's going to work out. I think mid-year we may see some massive changes for them, whether it's a trade um, or Kyrie deciding to sit out again. We'll see what happens, but I am down on the on the Dallas Mavericks. So, Berman, go ahead. Give us your bottom five for the West.
1: Okay, so I got... The one team that everybody else is in, the Clippers at 11. I just, as I mentioned, I just think they're they're done for. They got Russ Westbrook. Just, I mean, at some point, his athleticism has to go off. It might be this year. It might be next year. And if he doesn't have his athleticism, he doesn't have anything. So I feel like, and Kyrie's always injured. Paul George has been injured a lot. So I don't know. I think they, they they'll probably have some injuries and not make the playoffs. I have Utah at twelve, Houston at thirteen, so not as high as you guys. Portland fourteen and uh, last in the West is San Antonio for me. No Houston love. Hey, just go ahead.
2: For me, I got um, the Jazz at eleven, uh, the Spurs at twelve, the Mavericks at thirteen, the Pelicans at fourteen, and then the Trailblazers at fifteen. Ooh, Pelicans down at fourteen. That is rough. I have the
0: the Pelicans at 11, Mavericks at 12. I have the Spurs at 13. I think, you know, Devin Vassell is going to take another jump this year. Certainly just got paid. Um, he's going to be able to lot, play a lot more comfortably. I think he's going to be a little bit more aggressive this year and try to show people that he's worth the money. And then I've got Utah at 14 and Portland at 15. Portland, they're so young. Um, for the same reasons I don't believe in the Wizards at all this year, I don't believe in the Trailblazers this year even though the Trailblazers probably have a few more proven scorers. Um,
2: Bright future, though, for sure. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, it goes without saying. Bright future, Scoot Henderson, all those guys, Shaden Sharp. You know, we'll see them probably, you know, contending the way OKC is now um, in a few years. So, um, But, yeah, so consensus, we all have Utah, San Antonio, and Portland missing, it sounds like. And then, you know, those four teams that are pretty contentious, are the Clippers, Pelicans, Rockets, and Mavericks. You know, we kind of split back and forth with those. But the Thunder, everybody had the Thunder at least making the play-in. So it's nice to see that they're starting to get that recognition. Uh, Let's transition to the East. I think the East is a little bit less interesting, especially once you get past maybe the top four. I think you could probably argue three through six. uh, But after that, it gets kind of chalky. Certainly one and two are somewhat obvious. So, um, Jesus, let's start with you.
2: Okay, so number one, I got the Boston Celtics. Number two, the Bucks. Number three, uh, this one's hot take, but I got the Hawks at number three. And four, the 76ers. Fifth, the Cavs. And sixth, the Knicks. No heat. Mm. Fuck the heat.
0: (laughs) No heat. Wow. No love for Jimmy Buckets. No love for the young guys there.
2: So you Miami. don't agree
0: with Miami fans when they say they got better this year?
2: No, no,
0: <laughs> I didn't think so. But yeah, the <laughs> Hawks at three. I I don't I don't hate it. Jesus, Berman,
1: go ahead. All uh, right. Even though I think the Bucks are coming out for from the East, for me at least, I think Boston is going to be the top team in the regular season. So Boston one, Milwaukee two, Cleveland three, Sixers four, Knicks five, and. I still respect the Heat, so they're sixth for me. You both have the Knicks in there. I do not. I'm going to tell you that right
0: now. I have the Knicks in the play, actually. My top six go a little Knicks. bit differently. I've got the the Bucks as the one. I think they're going to be better in the regular season. Um, I think the Celtics, as much as I want to believe they'll stay healthy, it's just going to be hard, man. And It's going to be hard. Al Horford, I mean, he's going to be sitting half of every back-to-back they play. But I think the Bucks are just probably going to be – Maybe slow out of the gate, you know, getting adjusted, new head coach, Damon Giannis. But I do think Milwaukee ends up with the one seed. Celtics at two. I agree with Berman at three. I have the Cavs. I have the Heat at four. So um, I'm going to fade, you know, pretty much everybody, and you know, appreciate what the Heat have done infrastructure wise. I think they're going to, you know, at least get a top five seed. I don't see them falling into the play in again. Um, as much as they maybe enjoy proving people wrong. I think they recognized how difficult it was to, to beat the Nuggets after facing a gauntlet of teams in the Eastern Conference. So I have the Heat at four, and I have the Hawks at five. I'm also very high on the Hawks. I think Trey Young and that, you know, with a full year of Quinn Schneider. I don't know about you guys. That Celtics-Hawks series, especially as a Celtics fan watching that, I felt like I was watching two top five teams in the conference. Like, as much as Philly took us to seven, it felt like we were kind of giving that one away. The Hawks, it just seemed like they were trading haymakers with us, really. Um, I, th- I think the Hawks are going to be really good this year. I got them at the five. Wouldn't be surprised if they make the second round and beat the Heat if they played them. And then at six, I have the Sixers. They're they're talented. They're good. There's just a lot of uncertainty surrounding, you know, James Harden, who has not practiced the past week. So, yeah, I mean, I got the Knicks in the play-in. But, it's just what are your play-in teams?
2: Uh, number seven, the Heat. Number eight, the Raptors. Number nine, the Nets, and number ten, the Pacers.
1: Pacers a little bit lower than I would have thought, but I like it.
2: Yeah.
1: Andy? Yeah. Um. I think I I respect the Pacers. I think this might be the year they kind of the year put it all together. They won't. They won't be ten theses. I don't think that's happening. I have them at 7th, and then 8th is Toronto for me, Nine is Atlanta, so I'm a little bit lower than them than you guys, and then 10th is Brooklyn, running up the plane. Andy, did you say this is the year for the Pacers? This is the year where they don't have injuries and don't mess things up and finally make the playoffs again.
0: All right, well, I'm just going gonna, gonna to go back when I'm editing, and I'm going to crop that so we have Andy saying, this is the year for the Pacers, right? So we're going to use that throughout the year plenty. You guys both have Toronto in there. I don't. I don't have Toronto anywhere near the play-in at all. I have the Knicks at 7. I have the Pacers at 8. I've got the Nets at 9 and the Magic at 10. I think the, the Nets are going to struggle this year. I got the Nets beating the Magic in that 9-10 game. I think the Knicks will probably handle the Pacers pretty easily. But I do think the Pacers will get the, the Nets in that 8-9 matchup. I don't understand the Toronto hype. Can one of you guys, like, one of you guys explain that to me? Like, where is this, you know, Toronto
1: belief coming from? I think for me, it's just, they kind of have, have a new coach. They kind of had some injuries. And I feel like their roster, if you look at it, they got Siakam. They got Scotty Barnes. They lost Lee. If Scotty Scotty Barnes, he's a player Toronto thinks he's he is because they're not willing to trade him or OG Ananobi, I feel like it's going to be a showing out year for Scotty Barnes and them boys. So I think think they should have made the playoffs last year. They didn't this year. They're probably gonna
0: interesting, very
1: interesting. I don't know. I I'm not buying it yet.
0: I'm gonna have to see. But I mean, significant downgrade at point guard. Their depth. I mean, Jalen McDaniels, decent addition, but losing their head coach too. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Hey, uh give us your bottom five real quick. Uh,
2: it'd be, fuck, it'd be Orlando at eleven. Uh, twelve would be the Wizards. Thirteen, Charlotte. Fourteen, Detroit, and fifteen, the Bulls. Wow, the
0: Bulls, at fifteen. Oh they my. Suck, man. They oh, suck. Oh my. Even, with, even if Lonzo somehow comes back.
2: I don't think I think he's done playing sadly. Hey. Berman, what do you it. have
1: here? Yeah, I have the Magic at eleven, just missing the plan. I have Wizards at twelve, Hornets at thirteen, Chicago at fourteen, so not last, and then the Pistons last for me.
0: Wow! So there's like you guys
1: don't hate the Wizards roster, do you? No. The they got Jordan
2: Poole, Mr. 41 points, 50 it's. Pool. I
1: think the Wizards are going to be – everybody's going to be in showboating mode. They're going to be – like, I need a new contract and a new team. So they're just going to score, like, 130, 140 every game. Interesting. I've got – and I, I'm
0: actually kind of high on Charlotte. I almost said Charlotte fighting for the play-in. But I've got Chicago at 11, Charlotte at 12, Toronto at 13, Detroit at 14, and Washington at 15. When I made it, I didn't even think about anything else. I put the Bucks 1, Celtics 2, Washington 15, and then I kind of worked through the rest of it. I'm not expecting Washington to win very many games at all. Uh, Tyus Jones, decent addition. Jordan Poole, great addition. But ah, I, don't, I don't like it. You're missing the Kuzman. Well, Kuzma's been there, right? Kuzma's been there. They lost Porzingis and they lost Beal. And it was already a team that wasn't really a serious playing contender. I, I just don't see it. I'm I'm not a fan of the the Washington Wizards this year. Um, that pretty much wraps up our standings. Now we're gonna probably screenshot these each, and we're gonna compare them midway through the year, trade deadline. We're gonna give mm-hmm. each other crap, but uh, it's really it can't be overstated how you know difficult it is to to try to predict these standings. Right, you just get a general idea of who your contenders are and who your bottom feeder, you know, lottery teams are. Um, there's always a surprise too like last year nobody understood why the heat weren't making weren't in the top three nobody understood why the jazz you know for a while were in first place and then sat at four for a while you know the the lakers were at the bottom of the conference the warriors had a, a losing record all sorts of things happen in the nba and that's what makes the regular season so entertaining um, and things change at the deadline too so there will be a lot of things to watch the the season starts tuesday night uh, october 24th it's my birthday, it's also Jalen Brown's birthday. I like to point that out every time. Um, but there's the doubleheader. We got the the Lakers and Nuggets and then the Warriors and Suns to follow that. Two, should be two really good games. Um, once the regular season starts, we're going to transition sort of, you know, a season two of the, of the podcast. We're going to be coming to you probably weekly, if not, you know, biweekly at times um, with breaks in between here and there, you know, probably around the holidays. But uh, we'll do a special for Christmas and we'll do a special – um, sometime around the trade deadline. it'll be it'll be a lot of fun for us, uh, but we're gonna be making some changes to the pod and we look forward to sharing those with you guys. For now we'll be gone um, until probably next weekend. you know we'll try to recap the first week of games uh, and highlight some things that stood out to us, bring them to you. Uh, but any final thoughts boys? No. All right well that's a wrap on season one. We appreciate everybody who listened in. Uh, We're super excited for the regular season, and we can't wait to see you guys again. So until next time.